0: This is DJ Thomas, and you're listening to Frequency Interrupted. What's up, everyone? We're back this week. Today I have Heather Penn and Brian Meeker on today. Heather is actually the president of a residential construction company, and Brian is a um, What is your title, Brian? Uh, technology consultant. Technology consultant. So, um, Heather, I want to start with you today. Um, kind of give me some background of you know where you come from, how you came up, and where you're at now, and how you got there, if you don't mind.
1: Um, so I was actually born and raised in uh, Blanchard, Louisiana, and little bitty town outside of Shreveport. And so I grew up, you know, in a really tight knit community. My grandparents were both sets were alive and well, and like right down the road. And so there's had a big family on one side, on my dad's side, a small family on my mom's side, but we were all always together went to school with the same, like, 32 kids, <laughs> you know, from, like, you know, from, like, kindergarten all the way through fifth grade, basically, nice, and, yeah. you know, where everybody's invited to the birthday parties, Close, yeah. and um, and then uh, my, my family moved into the Shreveport area when I was in high school, went to kind of Magnet High, I was not a kind of Magnet High person, I was not... Um, my, my primary goals were not exceeding and excelling in my education. Yeah, I, see, okay. so <laughs> I wasn't right much that. of a study bug, yeah, um, okay. So, but I, I always made pretty decent grades and uh, my parents put up with me through high school and then uh, I took off and left pretty quickly after high school um, and, and moved around some. I lived in Texas, I lived in South Carolina. Um, I ended up in Florida eventually uh, with Man, my ex-husband. You left Florida? Yeah, yeah right? left Florida. Um, I actually left Florida nine years ago, I guess. Yeah. Um, it was about nine years ago. I did it specifically um, because I got a job offer okay. um, to come back home, which I swore I'd never do. <laughs> and uh, I thought it would be for about five years. Um, it was in the construction business. And, um, I, I ended up getting married and I got three kids now and our business is here and my mom and dad are here and our kids are here. So you stayed in the construction industry. So you came back (laughs) for construction. I I actually left. Um, and i never had any desire to be in construction at all. I didn't know anything about it. That wasn't my goal. Mine. I was more of a, I wanted to do something with marketing and advertising. I wanted to be able to hang out with people and, uh, kinda of fell into construction. <laughs> yeah, but
0: you embrace it now, of course. Uh, it's, it's the best thing
1: that ever happened to me. Yeah, awesome. No, next to the husband and the kids, I guess. Yes. So number one. Well
0: so. hey, I mean, there you go. Well Brian, what about you, man?
2: Well, uh, West Philadelphia, born and raised. Playground is where I spent most of my days. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's where it starts at. Uh no, I'm um so uh, I guess it all starts in a little small town called Bunky, Louisiana, which is south of Alexandria. Uh, I'm sure everybody's been driving to You know LSU games or New Orleans, and seen Meeker, Turkey Creek, uh, that that exit off of I forty nine. That's your voice. That's uh, that's that's mine. So uh, my family has been there since the eighteen hundreds. My fourth great-grandfather, or whatever it was, uh, was a surgeon in the Civil War, and he uh, worked on both sides and helped people out, and that's how Meeker became Meeker, so my family settled there, and then, you know, obviously years and years and years later, uh, I was raised in Bunky. Uh, It was me and my mom and my dad. I'm my only child, um, but uh, I'll get into that later with my mom and her her business that she started, Um, but my dad worked offshore, so he was gone a lot. You know, I mean, I have a lot of great memories with my dad. He offshore but oil and gas, was, right? He was offshore okay. oil and gas, worked for Marathon Oil and Gas, okay. um, did that. So he was like, you know, it, it was a week and then it was sometimes two weeks and, you know, shutdowns and that never works out. You know that as, as well, me and you both are in that industry. Yeah. So uh, it, it never works out the way you think it's going to work out. So, um, but anyway, he was there you know, great father, great mother. Uh, but I had a good close knit, uh, community of, of my family. Uh, all of my cousins are girls except for one. Uh, but I'm the only meeker boy that was, was you left. You had to keep it going. So yeah, I had to keep it rolling, man. I had to do it. Uh, but, but, uh, my cousins and me are super close. I grew up as, as, you know, sisters to me. They still are to this day. Um, so anyway, uh, around the time I was about nine, uh, mom and dad just kind of got tired of that you know that way um so dad got an opportunity to come and work in cotton valley louisiana for a
0: marathon at the oil and gas plant right so cotton you went valley. from central louisiana to north louisiana yeah
2: yeah and uh being a nine-year-old from a town where everybody knows your name yeah, and right. you you got your friends and, and you're set and you're you, you think you're going to be living this path to getting uprooted for a good reason, yeah. but getting uprooted and coming to, uh, you know, we settled in Menden, so that's where I currently live. Still, uh, they didn't want to live in Cotton Valley. You know, Dad was just going to drive back and forth to, to Menden. So I was nine, uh, moved up here, had to make a whole new set of of friends, and had to learn that, that life wasn't about me, and uh, learn how to throw my hands pretty well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, you have to have to kind of make your own way, and and uh, did that, and learned a lot, grew a lot. Um, and then I uh, went to high school, was really involved with sports, uh, played baseball, played football, uh, a little bit of basketball, but I fouled too much, so they didn't, they didn't like me playing like, my type of basketball. Uh, but anyway, uh, did that, uh, graduated from Menden High in 2000, uh, then I moved back to Alexandria, uh, and went to school for a little while there played some semi-pro football and then that's when I got into MMA Right.
0: Uh,
2: did that for about three years there and then one more year when I moved back uh, you know college I'm not going to get into that too much but uh, college happened uh,
0: and well, then you um, made it through right? yeah yeah you college, okay, college happened you do better and than I'm,
2: I'm okay. kind of summing it
0: up
1: I got a couple <laughs> <of> hours and I didn't get a degree but I'm like uh, uh, what's the point you now? I mean, I'm
0: all remote college wise yeah, I never yeah. stepped foot in the classroom yeah. so I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you and
2: I'm I'm summing a lot of this up, but I, yeah. I basically I moved back home, and uh, I still wanted to finish college, and uh, part of the deal was I was going to live back with my parents for a little bit while I was you know, finishing, okay. so I had to take care of my, my business, and uh, I was doing that, and um, I graduated from LSUS with a business degree in 2005, I think, okay. and uh, I think that was around the time Louisiana was changing some laws where you couldn't be on your parents' insurance over you know, whatever it yes, was, sir. so I had to do something, so, um, I, I knew that I didn't want to get back into the workforce, like waiting tables, because I did that when I was in Alexandria, waiting tables at Outback for a hot yeah. minute, yeah, first, first time somebody threw a plate at me, I was, it was, I,
0: <laughs> it was, it was like your boy's
2: not into that, yeah. so I, I, that was it, and I got out, and, um, I was scared to death, but I knew had to do something. So I was I was about 20 years old, and I moved back and started my own business. So I started a uh, pro tent and audio with a friend of mine. Uh, we were tenting windows. Uh, Fast and the Furious came out yeah. around that time. Right. So anybody that grew up around that time, yeah. like you yeah, had no, like Nissan logo. Altimas yeah. like yeah. with yeah. wings yeah. on them, and yeah. so like I was killing it, you know. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I started my own business, uh, bedliners. I, I was doing all that. Got to be really successful. And this is
0: strictly all audio. I mean, the, auto. Strictly all auto. work. yeah,
2: all auto work. All, yeah, yeah. All, all auto work. Gotcha. Uh, I did some light home home stuff, right. but, but not a lot. But uh, scared to death. Took out a twenty thousand dollar loan. Didn't know what I was gonna do, and paid it off in eight months. Man, that's, I, was, that's amazing. I, was, that's amazing. I was I was blessed. Yeah. I busted my tail, uh, and then fast forward on some more years. Uh, You know, you realize, all right, well, now i got to get a real job. Mm -hmm. Even though this is my own business, things start happening, you know. I met my wife around that time period, uh, and that's when oil and gas started calling. So oil and gas called, and I'm sure we can get into that more later as well. (laughs) Uh, But uh, 12 years of that, and then ECS happened, which is the company I work for now. The technology was was something I was really good at, Uh, and then here we are. So, interesting. That's the, that's the short, well, it's, short it's, it's, version of It's that.
0: interesting to see that both of you guys actually come from small towns, because I didn't know that about you, Heather, mm-hmm. and then Brian. We've known each other for a while. But um, yeah. back to that, I mean, so, I, Heather, I've known you for probably two or three years now. That's been a few years. Um, we did some marketing work together with yeah. you guys and Brian. We actually didn't formally meet, <laughs> but like a few years back, but we ran in the same circles. Yeah. Um, we did. Like you know, we missed we did, each other by yeah, like a couple, couple of years. A couple yeah. months or a couple of mm-hmm. years or something, but we've we done a lot of um, the same things as far as MMA, getting into business, networking now together. Mm-hmm. Um, doing a lot of stuff local and abroad, trying to just help people network. Now, um, Heather, I'm interested. I know that you, um, so going back to that, you have kids. Um, you actually you have one son that has. Um, down syndrome. Down syndrome, correct? Mm-hmm. And you're really active in that community. I am. And um, I'd, I'd love to hear about that. That's I'm sure awesome. everyone would love to hear a little bit about that.
1: So, uh, we, our first son, middle child, is five. He has trisomy 21, which is the, the medical term for down syndrome. We knew he was going to have down syndrome when... Uh, when we had him, we we got we had prenatal testing. It was all so an you accident. We did we knew before. We, so did. We, before um, okay. mm-hmm. we did know that he was going to be born with Down syndrome. We did not intentionally find that out, though. It was truly right. an accident. Okay. Uh, I had some blood work done. Mm-hmm. You know, they they stick you no less than eighty times oh, when man, you're it's pregnant. Like every, you know, yeah, it's I mean, you, you seconds, go in and they're sticking that. a needle in you, wanting yeah. some blood when you're pregnant. And um, there's a there's a specific. Uh, Test that they do called the quad screen and it tests for four different genetic abnormalities and um, we said no we weren't going to do that with our first child and we uh, we didn't know we, you mm-hmm. know you right. don't you don't think about anything being different right and uh, so we didn't with our first child and everything's good she's here she's great you know she was 18 months old at the time and so when number two came along We didn't ever, you know, we're going to do the same thing we did with number one. All that worked well. We'll just stick with what (laughs) we know. And um, apparently there was a miscommunication between me, the nurse, the doctor, whoever, and they did send my blood work off for a quad screen test. And so I'm sitting at work one day, phone rang, and I answered it. And this nurse tells me, Mrs. Penn, um, I just called to let you know that you're in a at an elevated risk for having a child with Down syndrome. And I said something that wasn't polite <laughs> and what? asked her if she knew who she was calling and that she should probably double-check mm-hmm. her name right, because I, hadn't, service, gotcha. right, I had yeah. not requested that test. Right. And she was took a minute, and mm-hmm. she was very adamant that she was sure that they were my test results. And so I asked for more information, which she bless her heart, didn't really have. <laughs> and uh it kind of sent me into a into a head spin and said I she said, you know, do you want us to refer you to a perinatologist which is a high risk doctor? And I said, I don't know. <laughs> you know I, I, I was like, I don't know. I just I just need to call my husband and basically hung up on her, called him I don't know. There was probably a lot of screaming emotions that I was in my emotions, and, yeah, yeah. and he probably didn't understand what was going on. And he said, "Well, yes," and I said, "Okay." And so we uh, we went to a high risk doctor, and he did an ultrasound and looked and looked and looked and looked and looked at our kid. And he's like, "I, I don't see any markers, okay. which are just different things that they look for within an ultrasound. Um, that they, they can measure." The bone length, they can look for nuchal fold, which mm-hmm. is additional skin along the neckline. They can look to see if there's a difference in the nasal cavities and the and the workup in the formation of the bridge of the nose. It's, nice. just, it's, it's little things that they can look at, but nothing is definitive right. unless you actually do... Um, an amniocentesis. Um, and I did not want to do that. Glad I'm
2: I not. took medical terminology. Well, yeah. well oh, I know, right? I know, I know. I know, and, I <laughs> and,
1: and here, I, there, if there is one thing I could tell, I, if if I would tell, homework. I know, right? Yeah. If there, well, no, it's, it's crazy. If there's one thing I would tell any any parent that's gonna get any kind of diagnosis about their kid, or about a family member that yeah. they're really close with as a child, yeah. you're suddenly going to get way more medical education than you ever wanted mm-hmm. yeah, to. I of mean, course. Way, way more.
0: You're, you're passionate. You, I mean, you're, you're interested in that now because I mean, you you're, direct, you're directly related you, to it now, then, so you yeah, want to do all yeah. your homework and your research. So
1: yeah, amnio. Um, they basically take a huge long needle, they stick it in your belly, they withdraw some of the amniotic fluid, okay. and they can gotcha. g- do genetic testing Makes that way. Now, and okay. it is and it is very accurate. It's 100 it's percent mm. accurate Spot usually. Um, I may have. The That percentage off, but I mean, it's pretty close. It's yeah, gotcha. It's pretty definitive. There was also at the time a test that had recently come out that was basically they could do a blood draw, and it's really amazing what medicine is capable of now. I mean, I'm not in medicine at all, but this was just this is just cool. They could take my blood, and somehow they were capable of splitting the maternal DNA, which would be mine, from the DNA of my child within just my blood, mm-hmm. and giving a fairly accurate answer to whether or not he was going to be born with an extra chromosome. Okay. And so, because that was pretty accurate, we decided, hey, we're going to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's not a hundred percent, right? But we're gonna we're gonna do it. So we did. He said, I feel like it's going to be you know negative. My husband was like, eh, I don't even know why we're bothering. Mm-hmm. He said, we'll talk to you in two weeks. Two weeks later, he called me. I'm sitting at work again. I answered the phone. I said, hey. He said, hey, can you talk? And I said, yeah, it's positive, huh? And he said, yeah. And I said, OK. So what's next? He said, you knew this was going to be positive, mm-hmm. didn't you? And I said, I just knew. I yeah. know. And uh, so went straight back to his office. And he looked and looked and looked at my kid again. and. um, A huge percentage of children with Down syndrome are are born with heart disease, Mm -hmm. um, some sort of congenital heart defect or something. and and, um, So that's a very big concern, like 90%. So that's a huge concern. And I knew literally nothing about Down syndrome. I think I'm the only person in creation that was told they were about to have a kid with Down syndrome Uh and, like, didn't – I knew nothing. Like, I honestly thought – that the children just had a cognitive delay or, you know, mental retardation, however right. you want to, I don't, you know, right, I'm trying right. to hit all of the of course, verbiage yeah. of at course, this point. Of and basically they would have physical characteristics where they, all the kids kind yeah. of had some physical characteristics where they would have slightly smaller eyes or whatever, and then a cognitive delay. That's what I thought Down syndrome was. And it's not, that's not, that's it's not even it. close. Well, so it's, it's literally every cell in your body. Right, so we're, you have the extra
0: chromosome, with, so that makes up for mm, that changes everything. The entire, entire everything. Yeah, I've heard that. But it's interesting to, to mm-hmm. know that. I don't want to. I don't want to pause this too, but now I want to. I want to fast forward a little bit, just so we don't get in, in a hole yeah. here, because I want everyone to get. a I'll little be all about. Bit, some no, it's Down Down Syndrome great. I'm gonna tell you all
1: about we, it. We <laughs> hey, we love it, and I want to hear more
0: about it. But the, the okay, the pregnancy process. So mm-hmm. once you figured this out, you knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. You were scared, emotions, crazy stuff going on. So throughout the pregnancy, healthy pregnancy.
1: Great as far as you
0: know just knowing that Great was going pregnancy. on delivery went well
1: <laughs> um he we were gonna have to have uh we were i was gonna be induced uh-huh. at 37 weeks mm-hmm. um because because cells mm-hmm. are different that means your placenta cells are different right. as well, and so your body starts to break down right. um, the, those cells. And so they try to deliver children with Down syndrome a little bit early if it's looking like okay. something may go gotcha. wrong. So he was going to be delivered at 37 weeks, and Michael Reed said, "Nah, I don't, I don't need to mess with all that. I'll just show up at 36 weeks and four days. <laughs> so saying, I went into labor early and naturally, and- just like our first kid. Got to the hospital and hung out at the nurse's station for a minute. My husband came in psycho style. Why are you standing here? I mean I had no epidural, no assistance, no nothing. He came out screamed bloody murder and he's been running wild. <laughs> Typical kid ever since. Right. Well, that's you know? Awesome. What I mean, not everything is the same, right. but basically, yeah, he's just a mischievous 5-year-old little boy and that'll now, tear it and up. So he's 5 now he's and five you have now. one other
0: one younger than that? I
1: do. Um, his little brother is 3 and his name is John Harden.
0: Okay, awesome. Yep. So, so 3 3 you have one three boys i
1: have one little one girl. girl the one oldest girl. is a girl she's about to be seven the middle is a little boy okay awesome
0: well yeah. um that's yeah that's interesting because you know from a perspective of um brian so brian you have one boy correct he's seven and gray great lines everything's me cool God, with, you know healthy everything's cool mm-hmm. and you um it's interesting because brian is actually heather is you're active with um some down syndrome associations and things like that and then brian's really active with um sports organizations supporting helping kids you know from all different levels so i'd love to see the mix mm-hmm. up here brian do you want to talk a little bit about what it is you're doing helping kids on a daily basis and then heather we'll go back to you and talk a little bit about more about that
2: yeah too. uh so i've been coaching football at some level for about 12 years okay I guess. so age
0: ranges all age ranges
2: <laughs> Till my son came along, I was mostly uh, eleven and twelve year old, okay. uh, which is a, a, a cool age. Well, what got you into that? Um, so, I think for me, football was a passion of mine my mm-hmm. whole life. I, I played football; I loved it. Didn't but really I,
1: foul you that often on the football? Team <laughs> no, they didn't. They couldn't foul me like, not in, like basketball. They in basketball. No, right? and
2: I'm like people like telling me this is a foul, and that's a foul. That's not a foul. will foul you if you want me to foul you. <laughs> that is not a foul. But anyway, so um, uh, you know, I always loved football. Uh, Uh, You know, get too much into that. But what really sparked it for me was the strategy behind football. It was the true X's and O's of doing it. But there's different types of of football coaches. There's motivational coaches that can pull the most out of a kid that normally wouldn't get that. And then there's coaches that are strictly strategy that they're they can out scheme you, they can watch film on you, and mm-hmm. they can beat your brains in right. because of that, but they're not good at getting the most out of So they can win a people. championship, but they may not right. can
0: create right. actual right. Like, right. great people That's and right. athletes. That's right. At That's right. The same and time. then you
2: have like like team building coaches that are, are good at a little bit of all of it, mm-hmm. I guess, but they're good at at, at building a a winning culture. Mm-hmm. And sometimes there's you know, other areas that go into making a winning culture in football. But for me, it was the strategy and then helping people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've, I've always kind of thought of myself as like, I, I, I get out of bed as, as who I am. You've known me long enough. Yeah. You've probably known me, you know, five minutes, but I'm pretty much the way that I am what see, what all the get? time, what see, what all the get? time. Yeah, I'm like that when I wake up, mm-hmm. I didn't realize that was a talent till I was older. Mm-hmm. I went to school and business to learn, you know, you know, business skills. Right. But I just, I just wake up like that, right, right. So so when I got, you know, I had I got a call from a friend of mine and said, "Hey, uh, I have this youth team, and I know you know a lot about football, and my little boys on this team, and I'm lost. I got like no idea what I'm doing." Okay. So I said, "I mean, yeah, I'll 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 go help, and I'll, I'll never forget it." I took a boy that was, he was pretty overweight for his age. Yeah. He was pretty overweight for his age. Uh, I actually got him in the correct stance technique and, and things that he wanted to do and just started destroying people
0: mm-hmm.
2: and his the, just the the his eyes and his face and everything about that I'll never forget that moment like. He completely changed as a human being. Confidence, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he he's he's quick, graduated right? uh, college now. Okay. he he's very successful. He lives in Houston. Um, you know, so that was awesome for yeah. me to see that. So that was kind of the spark of it. Was I got to help, mm-hmm. but then I realized I had you some got something more out. Of I had it. some actual some strategy there. Yeah. So so anyway, I'll, I'll kind of try to shorten all that up too. But um, so I did that for about three years with a, another good friend of mine. And then at the time, uh, Minden High School was in need of some coaches. Okay. So the head coach at the time asked me and me and my buddy, hey, would you all be interested in becoming a CECP coach? Which is you got to take a test. You got to be qualified right. and, and all that stuff um, for the high school and work for the high school said, you know, we went home, talked, and thought about it and said, yeah, this is what we want to do. So that was mm, eight or nine years ago, I think, and that's when I really started digging deeper into the high school game and that that age group. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I'm still doing that for Men in High. Uh, coach Hurd is our, our head coach, an amazing, amazing human being, amazing guy. He, he's kind of a little bit of all those things too. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've learned through the years of how to be a little bit of all those. But um, then Gray was born, and he's five years old, and they're like, well, what are you going to do? And we just started playing football. So I guess from five years old, to, from five years old to seventeen, eighteen yeah, you're well years old. in the game. Yeah. Man, You've it seen changed. A bit of everything man, going then. from a high school kid to a five-year-old. Wow, that was a humbling uh, experience, bet, man. man. You pay attention was,
0: to different things. Oh though, you know. man,
2: but but for me, it wasn't. It, like I said, it's still to this day not about um, you know that. Uh, a lot of the kids that coach sometimes that's the most fatherly impact they'll get in their life. Mm-hmm. All week right. is the time they spend with their football mm-hmm. coach. So for me, it was about that. It's about making them a better human being mm-hmm. through the game of football. Right. It's kind of a yeah. vector for me to, to, you know, get them involved with it. So 100%. that's that's the that's the sum up of why I do what I do, and it's it's kind of what I'm good at as far as uh, volunteering and helping my community. I was saying to say it's a great way to um, give back to the community
1: because yeah. so much of that you know, is. Yeah. Volunteer.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, you don't have to do that stuff. Yeah. T- and football's dying it. in a
2: way. It, it, it's it's very successful at certain levels, but I, I can go on tangents about this. But it's dying at certain levels mm-hmm. because of the lack of care for
0: right. The it's, kids. All, it's all about the
2: number now. It's right. all about status, That's and that right.
0: that just goes That's back right. to you know you know self proclaimed mm-hmm. what we what we talk about on the show on That's a weekly right. basis of right. no false portrayment of oneself and yeah. the game of marketing yourself the wrong way and yeah. we can you know we can go in depth into that. Now um this week I really want to talk about I want to talk about time. Um not from a time management perspective because people hear that all the time but more of a I've heard this phrase a long time ago and I try to apply it in my life but I want to see what you guys think about it. And it's um we all have the same time in each day. I don't care who you are and what you do. We all have the same time. So what you do with that little bit of time you do have the 24 hours yep. defines you and I think that people get in so much of a habit they say oh my god this d- day is dragging by why is it dragging by is it dragging by because you have no passion in what you're doing on a daily mm-hmm. basis because I feel like just like doing this show we start this show and it dra- we're already over, over halfway through it already it, dra- it goes by so quick because we're doing something we're interested in we're passionate about we're talking about things that are important to us whereas People, if they're stuck in a rut and doing something on a daily basis and they're sitting at work and they're bored yeah. anyone that posts I'm bored on social media Man, yeah. but dude I, Ooh, really? I mean I don't have time to be bored Mm-mm. but see I just said I don't have time. I don't make time to You Don't be make time to You know, that's bored. what I think. You know, that's how I think to look at it. And applying that into especially being a parent, running a business. You guys are both parents. You run business. Not only that, you have a child that has special needs. So that takes a little bit more care, I'm sure. And then you volunteer in that community. Yeah. What's, what's your, your feedback on that? Like, what, what do you do as far as, aside from being a parent and doing your your business, what, what are you doing to give back to those organizations? I wanted to hear a little bit about those.
1: I just, you know, I just wish I wasn't so lazy. I'm not being. I'm not joking at all.
0: You're I, not lazy I, at all. There's no
2: way. I'm, you I get have, the mama brain. I
1: have you get tired. Oh man, I, there are some days I'm like, I could sit here and just watch mindless television yeah, yeah. for like 80 hours, and I'd be great with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I do realize, you know, man, we do. We all have the exact same amount of, of minutes in every single yep. hour. And you know, my husband is he he doesn't stop moving. Yep. And I'm like, same I'm gonna way. need you to yeah. calm down. <laughs> Because I'm not like that, not, you know, I think way. about the things I could accomplish yeah. if I wasn't quite as lazy as I am because I am admittedly. Partially lazy. Um, when it's something I love to do and so I want to do, I, I, I'm, I'm all in. So well, I mean, I've never
0: seen lazy out of you because from, love from your work. job to your kids to the organizations you're supporting, no, you're and, not lazy. And, so. Well, when it,
1: it, and that means that comes from the things I don't want to do. Right. I don't want to load of the course, dishwasher. Of course, I don't right. want to load I was the dishwasher. Say, when things turn down, yeah. you know, and yeah. I think that that plays a big part in people's lives. Yeah, the stuff that they really do want to do, there is enough time yeah. and there is plenty of but time. But I
0: feel like people get get over, m- overcome with slowing down. They slow down and they're they're saying I'm bored and I don't have time or I don't want to apply time because they're in their day to day they're not happy not just the chores yeah. of the background right? but you know their day to day
1: so I you know I, like I said earlier you know I, di- I didn't graduate college and I probably never will I don't I don't it's, it's, I'm not going back now. It's okay. Um, and and <laughs> I'm in the that. industry that I love. You yeah, do was, have was, time, though. See I, I do yeah. have I, I, yeah. I could make time. I could make time. I made time when no. I discovered that um, I was really interested in sign language and my son was really interested in sign language because he wasn't, he wasn't developing his verbal skills as quickly Man. as we would like. My wife I made wants to learn time. sign language so bad. Yeah, I, mean, I, I made time it, yeah. to find a class, and I made mm-hmm. time to go to the class in the evenings. And I, you know, I'm like, okay, so now I'm in evening classes taking, you know, not anymore. Yeah. I'm not, but I made the time for it. You find mm-hmm. the time because it's there. It's relevant, and you know, with with work, you know. I, well, back we to love that real quick before you get into industry. work.
0: So, him learning sign language is very interesting to me. So he knows mm-hmm. a little bit of that. Did he ha- does. That I help him develop his verbal skills quicker.
1: I it's, you know, a lot of people, it's a, it's all an opinion. Okay. It really is. To me, and speaking with a couple of different speech therapists, yes, I think it helps to develop the, ver- the his verbal skills. Because mm-hmm. if he can't tell, if you can't tell me that you want some water, you're going to get frustrated and you're going to quit asking for water. You're
0: going to get frustrated with him, And I'm going to get frustrated. Exactly. So it's a But you're going to quit
1: asking for water if you know you're not going to get it because you can't get your point across. But if he can look at me and he can sign Mm -hmm. water and I can say, do you want water? Mm -hmm. And then he can try to repeat those words and we've communicated even though it started with sign, then we've progressed. And so that's what my husband and I decided to do. Mm -hmm. We're like, we're going to start signing and we're going to start trying to learn. And he is... and the kid can sign he can tell you some things he can tell you things that i can't tell you but it has definitely we've seen a big improvement right so you took, you had a,
0: you saw a problem and you solved it from both sides so that's that's pretty awesome
1: the ultimate goal was to give him some form of communication because yeah. you know you you worry about your kids and one of the things is, is we all do we have our time and we we don't all manage well and and one of the things is taking care of our families and one of those things is safety and with a kid yeah. that is not exactly verbal and can't say hey uh johnny's at school beating me to death yeah, boy, or yeah, whatever, or the yeah. teacher got yeah. really there's, mad at me and stuck scenarios. me in the corner all day when long today, Parent, that's
2: important that your kid you talks gotta, to, yeah you, you know? got to
1: know and so you have to figure out a way to communicate yeah. and so that well, was one of the things you we took the that. time to do mm-hmm. that you know yeah of you course. Got, i mean even with coaching yeah. my 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 child with down syndrome we found the time for him to get on a team and now he's playing wee ball it's the go. most ridiculous yeah. thing you've ever seen but he adores it <laughs> but it's awesome he, he loves it yeah. he mm-hmm. and his little brother are both playing on the same team because we made the time to figure it yeah. out and you know so they're going to wee ball michael reed loves it and will whack the business out mm-hmm. of this ball and then go run to the, and john harden the three-year-old typical little boy or i said typical as in chromosomes He's like, I don't want to bat. I'm fine, <laughs> okay. and we're like, get up there. and Michael yeah. Reed's running, right. you know, he's, he's out, he's, he's ready. ready. But now he, know, but he can communicate mm-hmm. even with his coaches, yep. and they, you know, once you get to know him and the way that he communicates mm-hmm. and the way that he vocalizes, it, you know, it makes a difference. But, you know, work. That was one of the reasons that we started our own business was we wanted to have control over our time, time. Yeah. with our children. You
2: want to be locked into an eight yeah, to five. It was every day. I mean it was bad to yeah. have that
1: first kid and my husband getting that phone call saying, Hey, can you come back to work tomorrow? And our baby's not even six yeah, hours old. Exactly. You know, and I'm like, yeah. I don't know what I'm doing and my husband's over here, yeah, I gotta go support my family and so we did. We we created mm-hmm. our own business and um, I'm not sure that we're saving any time because owning your own business is is even more time consuming. Yeah, but you
0: both love what you do, so yeah. that, we that do. changes the we game. Love and your what family's we do. growing up with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you're not wasting any time. But mm-hmm. we
1: also get to make that decision yeah. without having to ask. Well, we get to say yes, we're going to go to the Veterans Day program because our mm-hmm. daughter is singing in yeah. it, yeah. and we're going to take that. You could do that if you worked a
0: nine to five somewhere. No, or, or if you had to take off, you know, yeah. no pay time or whatever. Exactly, and
1: you know we. My husband and I, we, we own a business together, we two businesses together now, and and we have three kids, and we have families, and you know we have stuff, so it became a thing. We weren't seeing each other. Yeah. You know we you don't you don't, and so our cool. yeah. we we have a nanny that helps us with the kids mm-hmm. in the evenings and are in the afternoons, and I asked her can, every Tuesday, every single Tuesday, can you stay at my house from five to eight? Yeah. Because from five to eight, I need to go lay eyes on my husband and have a conversation that doesn't involve somebody crawling in my lap or stealing off my plate and it's it's not not about work it's not about work it's not about a client Mm -hmm. it's just about us communicating about what we want to do with our time right and all the effort that you're putting out there into your work and into your kids and what are you getting out of it and hey is life going well like checking up checking in and you know are we wasting our time on this or that and Mm -hmm. you know because i don't want to
0: yeah, I think everyone gets everyone gets in the process, and before they know it, they're like, "Well, I've spent all this time doing something, yeah. and yes. and I don't even know what I'm doing now because I got I look back and ten years have flown by, Dude. and I look back and I'm like, I missed half of my kid's life because mm-hmm. I couldn't get off work to go to that assembly or whatever it may be, or I'm in a job I hate and I didn't realize it because I've been my head's been down this entire time doing something mm-hmm. I do not like, mm-hmm. going through the process but not actually loving it, yeah, and. They're like, okay, well, what do I do now? Yeah. I mean, you still can get out. The, the great thing about today versus 50 years ago is entrepreneurship wasn't a, really a thing. It was instilled in everyone to go to, you go to high school, you make good grades, you go, you go to college, college, so you, get a so job. you work, for, so you can work for the big company. You get a job. But now, you know, and then prequel to that, everyone was starting their own businesses a little bit because there. Were, I think there was an entrepreneurship, like, that was, you know, early 1900s, then the recession, depression, and all that. And then people, you know, it, we kind of revive from that, go back to big business. Yeah. And then we're getting into the past, you know, 20 years. Well, yeah. it's entrepreneurship is something that we can take, you know, a hold of and do things. And here's why. We can control the market. Everything's at mm-hmm. our fingertips now. So if you have a business, you have the ability to market yourself or mm-hmm. have someone do it. And you can look at, you know, you can gauge that at scale. Where before you were restricted to one specific geographical area, you know. And, and that's one thing about putting out this content is, People listening to this show can listen to it all over the world. So I hope that if you're listening, you can relate to any of this info we're putting out because it's not just about that one small town that someone grew up in, did something, moved forward, stayed there, and then you know flourished in that area. You can do anything and go anywhere.
2: And that's what happened with me with the time discussion was, mm-hmm. was I was in oil and gas. Man. I've been there. And, you know, we, yeah, we, we, I was with a group of people. We, we started a company, and we had two machines, and then that grew into 66 machines. Mm-hmm. And we were in one state, grew into seven states, and then one person turns into managing 50 people. And I woke up, and I'm like, what the hell? Like, what what happened? And it was some of the best times in my life, but yeah. some of the absolute worst times mm-hmm. in my life. And I think Gray was two uh, yeah, we spell it G R E Y. We're not English. So okay. That's fine. <laughs> no problem with that. We do spell it G R E Y. Now I'm thinking. Hey, but, we um, spell Michael
1: yeah. Reed R E I D, not go. like the plants. Nice. Nice. It, yeah, nice. it's the real Reed, uh, instead you know, of the plants. But,
2: <laughs> but, but that's that's kind of what happened to me is as I realized, I took advantage of because I'd been through like three different bad times uh-huh. in oil and gas, and and the word safety was kind of ringing in my bell. Like you know you as a provider, you know, you know, and, and as a, as a husband, as a father and all that, you know, being a provider is like my way of giving my family, right? you know, what they, what they need, the yeah. security. Yeah, right. Security. So like I was safe mm-hmm. in my role and right. what I was doing, but then I realized I was missing a lot of times with him and, and I, I wasn't, you know, I was, I, I never knew when I was off. So when you, when you, when you would get off, it didn't really revolve around everybody call. else. you on off. call. Yeah. Well, well, there was two parts. Yeah. It was like you're still on call, yeah. but then even if you do get off, it don't matter if it's a Tuesday yeah. at eleven o'clock. That's your That's all my time. only you gotta time take to be advantage off. of it. Yeah. and guess what? Your wife's working. You That's right. Yeah. So then it don't work yep. very well exactly. with that. So it just it just it, it just wasn't. It wasn't good. I mean, I made a lot of money. I, did, I, made, I tried to make a lot of good decisions, but I probably made just as many as bad as I did good. But I ended up good, and I'm fine. But that what I realized through all that is is safety was probably the most dangerous place I was ever in in my life.
0: You mean complacency? Was
2: being safe, yep. uh, like being complacent, complacent okay, and realizing that that, that when you say safe in the old
0: field, you got to. Well, yeah, I'm not meaning. Like, no, no, no. I'm not meaning like no, I'm not seeing that I'm
2: not talking about that yeah, stuff. Uh, I'm I meaning that that playing pointed, it
1: safe uh, isn't always the best way to work. Right, And
2: I, think that was a big life goal with me is I realized that that you know there's more to this world, and I need to do something that I'm good at that I enjoy doing. But it's not going to be this anymore. So I, I started, you know, getting out of that mindset and, and changing and reprogramming myself. And then that's when I was blessed with the opportunity of ECS. And been there five years, and it's been great. And I'm in an industry that's uh, uh, technology is, is ever-changing.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, and I'm glad to be able to point businesses in the right direction like you do in yours Yeah. Um, to do that. So, you know, that that's time. time means more than, you know, spending and doing things you shouldn't be doing. Yeah, I mean,
0: Uh, so, like, and also that, like, when you're doing that, you know that you're putting in that time on a daily basis. You're playing it safe, but at the same time, you're risking missing all those important opportunities. That's right. But a lot of people are scared to take that risk, and I get it. Mm-hmm. It's your life, it's your livelihood, right. and, it's and that's what time, I meant by safety. Yeah, that's what I meant by the safety the of that. Safe. You're like, well,
2: I'm making good okay, money, safe. and yeah, I'm doing course. this, and I'm just well, well, as long as everything's like this, I'm good. But they don't think
0: about five years from now. Let me Ten throw another thing, from thing from at now. you. Let me yeah. throw another thing at you. So, you're in an industry-specific skill set. Mm-hmm. Take the people who don't have a business degree before they went to oil and gas. Yeah, they have no other skill set. Uh-uh. What happens when that? When that? Industry slows down. They're out of a job. They yep. have nothing to back, you know, back, back themselves up That's on. the dangerous part. And I thought about that at an early age. I was still doing the crazy shit from, like, you know, mm-hmm. 18 to 24 that everyone mm-hmm. was doing at that time where you had a bunch of money going out to bars, hanging out, you know, yep. partying. And I realized around 22 that, hey, I probably need to get a degree because I want to move up in this industry yep. or do something else. I don't want to do this my entire life because when you're working – 80, 90 hours a week. It's tough. You know, man. you don't have a life. And when you do get off, you just want to go hang out with your buddies that are still in college or living mm-hmm. at home with their parents. You know, yeah. you're in a different mindset. And you're doing and you're just, that. Yeah, exactly. You know? You're still doing so, that. Yeah. And so I, I, went to, I went to school online and got my degree online while I was working full-time in oil and gas just because mm-hmm. I was like, if something happens, either I can move up in the company with this degree into a management position or something happens, I, I can fall back on that. But at the same, in the same token – I appreciate that process of what you know how I developed from there, yeah. but you don't have to go through those processes. You don't have to get a degree to be successful now mm-hmm. because you can literally do whatever you want to do now in this day and age. If you have enough, you know, passion behind it and energy, you're yeah. going to be able to perform. Yeah, you know, you're going to be able to either start your own business. If you can't, if you don't have funding or can't find funding, you can, you know. You can do other things like go work I'm more truly, opportunities. I truly yeah. believe
1: that networking and, oh, of and, and putting yeah. yourself out there and and looking for the people that 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 are doing it and know it and that can encourage you yeah. to do those kind of things and to not exactly play it safe all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, that those that those are the people that can help you, you.
0: surround yourself with and, people who are like minded. Yeah. You know, like every, I can't. How many times we've we talked about this? We, we talk about it all the time. and day to day, we're in a networking man. group, and um, you know. On a weekly basis, we talk to each other, and we're, you know, there's 25 or 30 of us that meet every week, and we say, "Hey, look, we're all in here to help each other. It's all about who you know and who you trust and who you like.
1: Yeah. That's who you're going to do business with. Relationships. Of course. I mean, relationships are where it's at, yeah. and I mean, that's one of the reasons that we started our business. Yeah. I mean, we had people at our house at seven o'clock last night. But, you know that you we're going to build a house for. Who
2: can say but that? That's and, a guess and guess that what? Personal relationship that, that was. Yeah,
1: that was yeah. great time spent to but, me. Even though my kids weren't there, theirs were, but, and we got yeah. to experience their children this and, is their their family, this is and their family. And this dream. is like a huge deal. Yeah. And I didn't know that their kids were going to be there yeah. because I wouldn't have sent mine somewhere, right, and I we would have yeah. just had our families yeah. together. But it wouldn't see, have just been a meeting. You know, it's you know, it's it's it's. And that's good time spent yeah, to course. me yeah. is with another family who has hopes and dreams and aspirations. And doesn't bother me a bit if you're at my house till seven or seven thirty or eight o'clock at night in my home office. Mm-hmm. We're, I mean, there's an end game. There's an end goal, yep. and that's a relationship being built.
0: But your industry, most people don't do that. Mm-mm. In your industry, yeah. I have seen you're probably in the one percent of your industry as it's a, a number, t- as a contractor that are building residential homes for family that market their business as we're doing something personable and creating a relationship with our client. But you're really creating a relationship with your client.
1: Yeah, and it is very awesome. personalized. It is. Yeah. I mean, it, and it I th- I think it's because we are so focused on our family yeah. and the fact that. I want to see all my Mm -hmm. kids grow up. I want to. I want to be there. Daddy does too. We're Mm -hmm. we're both. Mm -hmm. We got a plan. I mean, the first two days of this week, my kid was out of school because we were at the endocrinologist and the uh, where where else we go? GI doctor. Yeah, yeah. Guess what? We both went to the appointment. See, that's awesome. Because we we were we. We made the time mm-hmm. to do it.
2: That was the first thing I wanted to yeah, say. Yeah, we I was made the time when, to do it. When, when Alicia was pregnant with Gray, I I made it a point, even though yeah. I was still in oil and gas and it was crazy. I made it a point that every doctor's visit she was at, I was there.
0: Well, see, that's not
2: hard just to do, about too, being, man. It's not just about mm-hmm.
1: being that, but it's making the time, figuring yep. it out. Yeah. It's that's making right. the time and figuring it out. That's and, right. yeah, it is really personal to us. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, there, there's something to be said about somebody that can walk in your house and know where all the light switches are before you do. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's – Most
0: people can't do that. And I think another thing uh, is you work in I the can't business. I can do that too. in my house. <laughs> like it, it takes me, like, six months moving to a place yeah. to figure out <laughs> all the switches yeah. off. So, like, saying that, though, you're in the business together. And I think a lot of contractors and the people, you know, in your industry – that may just be one person, and they can't really connect because they're too busy doing the things. Oh, so here's another true. angle is you two guys are working together. You're able to work with the client while he focuses on the quality, mend them together, and you have a perfect blend. Mm-hmm. So that's super awesome. Now, um, I heard this the other day. I can't remember exactly where I heard it at because you know, I, I take so much in. But they say that the most successful people right now in society still waste 25% of their day. And I told I, you I was lazy. Yeah, no, it, yeah, but that's <laughs> but that's awesome. So that makes you think, okay, the people that really aren't doing what they want to be doing, or they're just wasting time and going through the motions, probably yeah. waste seventy five percent of their day. Mm-hmm. How many how many of us consume content that's not valuable on a daily basis? How many of us scroll through social media?
1: Oh, well, that's like you get on your phone, yeah. you know, you can go to that screen where it shows you how many oh, man,
0: it's, oh, it's how much social it's media time you I'm spend, out. how much time I'm out. I love that though. You know, but, yeah, yeah, I like but even it too. At not, least I can see what I'm on, doing. You're not active on social, but you maybe look listening into um music podcasts, or i might be uh, music, yeah, reading about um, something looking, looking at articles yeah. on ufc mm-hmm. you know yeah. whatever it may be because i'm
2: trying to learn something every day well, that's like a goal of mine like but, every day i want to learn something it might be something stupid
1: there's something to but, be said for that too yeah, the yeah. spending your time having some sort of educational moment whether mm-hmm. it's just reading an article that you're interested in mm-hmm. or about or it's literally saying okay you know, what what are what is some time management or what is yeah. what am I spending my time doing and going back and looking yeah. even at your calendar saying where did I go wrong this week yeah, and I think you we know, all could that. be could
2: be better at that and just just having that conversation sometimes is is with you yourself
0: that's right you that's
2: right yourself that's right because you know like I don't like I don't sleep that well yeah you know so I'm up all night
0: yeah well I, I sleep yeah. four or five hours that's, that's perfect a, for me but that's yeah. just how I'm built yeah. But, you know, like, but I'll
2: stay up in there sometimes. I'm like, well, you get bored. You've already done this. You've already done that. You're like, well, let's watch TV or, yeah. or whatever it is you want to do. Where, yeah, you could spend just spend time doing something more productive. And some days you do, some days you don't. We all,
0: but it seems like uh, you take content as of each of you guys. So, Heather, I'm, I'm you assuming don't. you take content. You're so well-educated on um, Down syndrome as well as your industry. You're taking in those content yeah. pieces of content voluntarily to educate yourself yeah. on those so you can be an expert to your ability for those things, that way, when people talk to you, like we're talking now, you can tell me things and teach me mm-hmm. about your situation. So yeah, now I, mean, I feel more comfortable about talking that about it because yeah. I don't like talking about things I'm not educated on because it makes me sound dumb. T- one, two, I don't want to make sure that I'm, I don't want to disrespect someone by not reacting appropriately or taking in the content right. So it's really interesting and awesome to be able to connect with someone who is educated and no matter what it is, what they're doing on a day-to-day, whether it's your business or your home life. And then, Brian, you're educated in the sports world and you're working with kids every day, but you're taking a different direction with them. You're not trying mm-hmm. to push them into, hey, you ain't got to go play college ball. Mm-hmm. You can just do this, learn something from it, and if you want to go well, to become apply it. a better human being. Want to apply uh, it and yeah. just do, go do a business, go do whatever you want to do, and then on a, on a Business basis, then you're educating yourself in your industry because you have to be. in your It changes. Industry. Yeah, each daily. one of us have to be educating our industry if we want to be successful in it. Mm-hmm. Anyone can go through the motions, work somewhere, and never educate themselves. But the beautiful thing yeah. is, we have everything at our fingertips.
2: All now. three of us, us are to. in industries where you you have you to stay have evolving. To. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. if you if to. you don't evolve in what what all of us do, to different perspectives.
1: Uh, we, we, you wouldn't survive. I think that's book yeah, you know. an in every industry thing though. I mean yeah, look think about I mean, it though. We, we're not gonna keep going to the same restaurant over yep. and over and over again mm-hmm. if they don't ever remodel and mm-hmm. change the menu. I don't know
2: man, we hamburgers just, are good. Man. I know no good <laughs> yeah,
1: but you, get yeah, man. you get
2: hamburgers <laughs> everywhere. Yeah you,
0: know? uh-huh. you, go, you yeah. mix up
1: even McDonald's has a yeah. yeah. rib every yeah. every now and yeah. then, right? Yeah.
0: McDonald's you heard that <laughs> advertising for you didn't Uh, even mean (laughs) to
1: whoops (laughs) no No,
0: but um yeah from that from that angle i want to circle back real quick um heather i want you to talk a little bit about the organization you work with on the on the daily with um with your son and the and the down syndrome stuff real quick before we get to the end so
1: i you know one of the things that i really enjoyed living outside of louisiana was and i was all by myself Mm -hmm. i didn't move away Mm -hmm. with someone or any of that i did get married i mean i did get married while i was gone and i do have ex-husband but um but I was primarily by myself, mm-hmm. and so I had to go out into the Talk community lot, yeah. and find friends and, and find things I was interested in, and I discovered that I really do like to be active within my communities. I mean, we're all responsible for where we live. That's right. We're, we're responsible for each other. We can't complain and if we're not doing anything for the community. That's right. Community. Don't complain if you're not going to do anything yep. to try, exactly. at least to do It doesn't matter help. where
0: you're at. Do not, yeah. do not discount the area you live in mm-hmm. because you don't like it. Because nothing progressive is happened. That's my why. If that's why not, I do what I do. That's why you're you do not, what you do. If you're not mm-hmm. applying yourself yep. to help out,
1: and so I am. Um, one of the things my husband and I discussed when we when when we got married, I was like, w- "We're getting into something." Yeah. And Michael Reed presented an option, Boom. and the Arc Caddo Bozier is, um, it's an amazing facility. So, what does the Arc stand for? Great people. Oh, the Arc is it's it's a completely inclusive facility, and here's the deal with them: is they provide services for children Mm -hmm. all the way through childcare age. All the way up through adults. And is this like a nationwide
0: thing and there's different It's not actually
1: the local and, and the arc the arc is it there are numerous so there's arcs organizations out there just but
0: like it. Okay,
1: this is actually, and we just found this out. Um, actually, yesterday's board meeting um, that we're actually going to the Goldman School, which is one of the little tentacles I, I call it of, of the, the arc. arc. Yeah, because they've um, got frost industries. They have frost got industries. A lot of they have a ton of different things that are out there that help with individuals mm-hmm. in the community that have disabilities. Up, uh, I mean, adults, children, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and so the Goldman School is actually going to have a pilot program that that Louisiana State has actually said okay to. And it's amazing because they have this proven program where it's children with and without disabilities in the same classrooms, learning from each other. And it's peer learning and it's with, you know, professionals that that know this that they get this they don't care if they're in the yeah, wheelchair oh, yeah, you know, that's they don't care if they're in a wheelchair they don't, don't up, care if they have mm-hmm. a trach they don't yeah. care if they're blind or or have yeah. Down syndrome or spot it doesn't matter as well as my other typical kids who were all at Goldman as well so Now they're going to incorporate some of the children from some of the pediatric Mm -hmm. facilities, medical facilities that don't necessarily need a doctor and a nurse down the hall. They're going to actually start bringing them over and incorporating them into the Goldman School instead. And there may actually be some funding from the state that allows that to happen, so that these children that don't need that aren't medically fragile. Mm -hmm. My kid is sure not medically fragile. He'd be dancing on this table right now. (laughs) Like he, he doesn't need to be in that kind of atmosphere. And most kids don't. There's a there's a percentage of them, and they need that doctor and nurse there Mm -hmm. but most of them don't so the arc provides that and so i i didn't want to get overly involved in just down syndrome awareness Mm -hmm. um and so the arc presented an opportunity for us to really be involved in the community in a local community organization and i mean there's children there that have spina bifida that are in in wheelchairs that that have you know CMV that have Down syndrome that you know or whatever it is, but yeah. there's also typical children there that right. are learning from those children okay. that have disabilities. And
0: it, it, it helps them both advance into society. Because I remember when we were growing up and uh, mm-hmm. we all went to school in the same state, yeah. growing up through elementary, they segregated the, those kids yeah. mm-hmm. from us our normal class. Mm-hmm. And yeah. at the time, of course, I see the see the yeah. reasoning for that is they wanted to give them a little more attention. But that also could hurt them in the long run because they're keeping them from being able to mix with, you know, normal students who mm-hmm. don't have disabilities, whether it be a learning disability right. or a physical disability. So I can see where what y'all are doing there I makes mean, my a kid difference.
1: is... 100%, and your probably is too. You put your kid on a football field and you tell him to go do something, You'll he's do gonna it. do it. However, you put your kid on a football field with two other kids and he's he's gonna be even faster right. to do it. It's mm-hmm. that peer learning. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta be around
2: do, the people of your same age. It, that that's right, it's peer learn
1: learning. And so. my kid is way more prone to doing something that his peers are doing than just doing it because mama or daddy right. or a mm-hmm. therapist told gotcha. him to. Gotcha. So I've, I have become very active in the Arc Bozier um, and the Goldman School and Child Development Center in specifically because mm-hmm. that's kind of my heart and soul is I've watched these kids, all three of my kids, two typical and one with Down syndrome, go through this place and I've watched what it what it does when all these kids are together. And I mean, my kid helped somebody cheat on a test the other day. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, one of his little buddies wasn't Ooh, getting yeah. a sight word, right? Awesome. And I get a text <laughs> from his teacher because now he's in a typical classroom yeah. with, he's the so only he's child in there, there that, you know, he's, he's in kindergarten. Yeah, exactly. He's in kindergarten. She's over here trying to give this poor little girl a test and she's, looking at sight words and she doesn't know the sight word and here my kid comes in out of the corner it's yellow and she's like <laughs> okay well so much for this test well, that's awesome. but it's you know that this program it it is about our community it's about the people that live here and where do they put their kids but not only you know, that, said, that take care of them when they're out working or wherever and yeah. that kind of thing and this is a it's a quality facility and it's something that is nonprofit, mm-hmm. and that we can give back. It's not just a childcare center. Are,
0: so, not to just restrict it here, because I do want the listeners outside of this, just this one generalized area, to Go hear these things. Go find the arc there, wherever there's, there's you are. In other yes. areas. there are. Okay? There are. So, there's there's organizations and communities that will help. Struggling, whether it be physically or mentally disabilities oh, yes. and help them blend into a regular, you know, for everyday sure. society.
1: And I mean, this local arc is amazing. And I mean, let's call a spade a spade. Louisiana is not exactly known for providing all right. the best you know therapies and 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 opportunities out there in any industry and in anything but i mean even here in louisiana and shreveport we the arc provides a riding program called great and it's equine services mm-hmm. you know they, they're able to go out and go riding and that's for adults and children yeah horseback riding i mean they have frost industries i mean they provide they have a
2: See, Frost uh, pays. What does that company do? So Frost pays people with disabilities or, mm-hmm. or issues or whatever it may be. They, they
0: supply labor that mm-hmm. they get paid for Okay, so they actually put them in the working force mm-hmm. and the everyday um, skill set. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, they do all of the cleaning services at Bristol mm-hmm. Air Force Base, okay. run the Postal Service. Okay. Um, yeah. uh, there's Conley Kitchen, and right. they will provide our cupcakes for a golf tournament awesome. this hey, year. That's, so, that's I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. And get so the there's cooked. things like that out there. In the community that you, yeah. you know, and if you want it if you want to have the time, you will. And
2: that's why I think and it's I pretty mean, cool do. that we we, we ended yeah. up here today. Yeah. And, and and this, you know, I, that was one of the first things that I, I, I thought about when you said we were on. It was your involvement there, mm-hmm. my involvement with football, the community. It, it I think, rounding this into time. Yeah, we choose to spend our time. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of it. Sometimes more than we should. (laughs) Um, You know, uh, uh, trying to advance and make things better. Now, sometimes it gets hard because sometimes you feel like that all the things that you're doing, you know, sometimes it's easier than others. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, uh, you know, volunteering that time is important. It
0: takes a lot. Sometimes it takes a really long time for that to trickle down and show result. You know, and if you're doing everything immediately to try to get result, because that's the one thing I worry about is we have instant gratification we're you know just it just how it is It's how it is now and we, so we have to work mm-hmm. with it to mm-hmm. our advantage and our disadvantage we, we battle that too because if you're putting the time in expecting something for you if you're thinking about yourself first that's right if you're thinking oh, about yeah. yourself immediately and yeah. it's bred in our DNA as a mm-hmm. human being we're doing something that as soon as we as soon as we start doing it we're thinking okay what's the benefit for me yeah. but if there's just just half the time if we can say okay what's how this is going to benefit someone else first it'll trickle down to me later. Let me put myself – let me invest in them, and I'll get the investment back. Yeah. Me and you have talked later. about being kind of the black
2: sheep in every room we've ever walked into. Yeah, yeah. Because we, No, we, I think – honestly, I think yeah. all of us in this room were black yeah. sheep. Right, right. Heather – when I
0: met Heather, uh, you knew you knew she was in the room. Like you know what's
2: happening. <laughs> yeah. But it's like everybody has this – This instead of uh, bringing, bringing things towards you, they want to push away. And it, it, it's like – you need to round everybody together. Mm-hmm. Bring people together, mm-hmm. and, and it'll end up making you a better person. Yeah. So always be willing to talk together. to
1: anybody in the room.
0: Yeah. Man, you would be surprised. You never mm-hmm. know who knows mm-hmm. what, who mm-hmm. knows who, how they are could be, you know, uh, work back to you and that you have similarities it's, it's amazing
1: I sat down this this weekend went to Dallas for a baby shower and ended up sitting next to the brand new CEO and president of Kidscraft Toys that's awesome do you sweet. think I'm not going to hit him up on his email I about saying, hey can get we, some toys can you know we talk about but some you, occupational hey, therapy yeah! toys because I'll talk to anybody yeah but I, you know
0: what I love about that you doing that you're actually doing it for everyone else not just your mm-hmm. son and not only that you you're, saw a need. Most oh, people yeah. would just sit beside him and take a photo and post it and never do anything else.
1: Mm-hmm. No, no. I'm but like, what you I did is all your information. You, I mean, of course, <laughs> of course, taking
0: photos is great. But what you did is you're like, I'm seeing this as an opportunity to advance. Yeah. Kids in my area and what I'm doing—that's amazing because a lot of people are scared to take that jump because they don't want to hear no. I want to hear twenty no's because I know that yes after those twenty no's is mm-hmm. going to be amazing. Yes,
1: it's amazing. People, people really are amazing. Yeah. If you take the time to say hello to whoever that person yeah, is, of course. Mm-hmm. You know, pe- pe- and I think people are general genuinely and generally good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we're all Inherently, really and truly really out to a get each A lot of people
2: other. are better than what you may or may not think they are. Oh, You're yeah. right about for that. Sure. Well, because a lot sure. of
0: people don't plug themselves. Yeah. The people yeah. that plug themselves 24-7 probably aren't as actually great of a person as the ones who don't. Mm-hmm. Because the ones who aren't looking for that gratification 24-7, yeah. just like, like we, I don't it's need it's that. Better. We don't need that. Human but it's it,
1: taking it, the time yeah. to speak, and it's taking the time to, to kind of get out of your comfort zone every once in a while just to say hello, you know.
0: Well, look, guys. Um, before we get before we get too low here, I want to actually give you guys some gifts. Okay, so I do hey, this. How a long has it been? It's we're almost there. We're just hanging out. Yeah, so, we're just
1: hanging out. Look, so I can convince you to put my kid on a football team. Okay, we <laughs> can. Uh, hey, we can do I got it. Two I will little do boys it. Boys that will, will,
2: I got here. a girl playing <laughs> on it next year. So I got a little girl
0: playing so, on the team next Heather, year. Heather. So. I found out that you like white wines, so I got you this wine. Okay, I want to give you a little breakdown on it real quick. So it's called Slow Jam, so Dang, Justin's going to enjoy it. this.
1: <laughs> oh, he is. He's such a music All right, nut. so look,
0: so look this, this guy who makes these wines actually is from California. He was in college, as we were talking about this earlier. He was in college, and he's become a ladies' man and, you know, partied all the time <laughs> and didn't really want to finish out college. So what he did was he started making wine in the bathtub of his dorm.
1: That's so, super safe. why not? What even more <laughs> interesting
0: is this wine is super now mass produced in the states, and his personal cell phone numbers on the back of it.
1: Oh yeah, mass I'll product. be calling that. So,
0: yeah. I mean, How I think that's great as long man. as it don't taste like feet.
1: <laughs> I <think>, all <laughs> <laughs> oh, wine well,
2: oh, I'm you, sure you, that's awesome. he doesn't make it in the bathtub That's, man. Awesome. So, but, that's awesome! That would
0: be good. I don't have a, ma- a great story on this beer other than oh, I know you like. I know you like craft beer, and it's heroic hops. It's heroic hops from Flying Tiger, and you like the the single what is it what is it called ipa ipas are good, IPAs are good. So that's an IPA. a good flavor man and um good flavor i want to say thank you guys for coming on we have just a spit bit of time left is there anything else you want to add in before we close out
1: anything for you what
2: you got i just want to thank you dj get your kids uh, out there get them
1: involved yeah yeah find okay. time to get them involved yeah because that's one yeah. thing i think
2: we missed is is you know you know, watching Gray with me out there, he's seeing that his daddy was out yeah. there helping people and right.
0: doing stuff. You know? It
1: is generational. Yeah. It is mm-hmm. generational. And, dude, and yeah. thank you.
0: Yeah, yeah of course. Well, us. thank you guys for being on. Everyone, please subscribe yeah. to the podcast. Y'all have a good day.